That's always stupendous. Every time something new starts, it's new. It's a new week. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that's your particular cup of tea. And, of course, podcasts are available at the, on the free Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Now, I, I had an opportunity to uh, speak at the My Friends of the NRA meeting, I guess it would be, uh, or, or event this past weekend. And uh, I was very I was very encouraged by what I saw. There was a lot of kids there. There was a lot of females there. There were a couple of a smattering of state politicians and some people that, uh, you know, that keep eyes on things like this. And, of course, the Friends of the NRA, which are raising money for the NRA. And I will say this out loud, the beleaguered NRA. Still one of the bigger bigger players out there, but not sort of limping at the moment. Now, the reason I bring this up is it's going to take more people that are engaged in that kind of thought, thought process than it is on the left. Because the left... The left, they get out there and they pretend to be these well-intentioned people. And they'll buy into all of these ideas about whoever they you know, label as the victim when they don't realize that they are actually the intended victim. They're the intended target. And it takes a whole lot of ugly for this to, you know, begin to materialize in their mind. So, uh, you know, let's go back to 2003. Daniel Pearl, Wall Street Journal reporter. 2003, some Pakistani Islamists decided to behead him and film it with a Quasar camcorder and then circulate that all over the interwebs. And, uh, you know, see, with the Islamists, the whole thing about the raping women and decapitating religious opponents, and that's the wrong Muslims, Jews, Christians, Hindus. That's... One of their favorite things. When Pearl died, his cousin, Ian B- Benjamin, he was 12. And uh, in the book, Once I Was a Peace Advocate, Now I Have No Idealism Left, Benjamin, Benjamin describes, despite Pearl's death, he grew up in a world of cuddly leftism that required him to believe that Palestinians were really good people. And only Hamas's gleeful mass murder spree lifted the shades from his eyes. And, and we get this. Danny's parents did not call for revenge. Instead, they set up the Daniel Pearl Foundation that offers fellowships, sponsors, cross-cultural music events, and brings f- people together to improve the world. Even after what my family went through, their work encouraged me to be idealistic and believe that the Jewish people could make peace with our neighbors. I became a fierce advocate for peace. When I immigrated to Israel at the age of 18 and enlisted in the IDF, I was still driven by ideals. I thought I could promote more, more goodwill with our Palestinian neighbors. On my free weekend, I spent my time at Kibbutz Biri because I was a lone soldier, that is an immigrant without much close family in Israel. I was given a host family. They treated me like a son, including teasing me relentlessly for choosing to come to Israel and serve, whereas most of Israelis have no choice. They were politically left just like me, and despite rockets often raining down on them, they believed in peace just like me. This week when the terrorists came, ideals didn't make a difference. 
There was a time when these types of events couldn't shake my ideals. I used to argue relentlessly for a two-state solution. I fought bitterly with Israeli friends about the decency of the Palestinian people. Even though radical Islamists had murdered my cousin, even though civilians had been blown up in buses daily during the Second Intifada, I refused to give in to nihilism. And then he wised up. His beliefs were not ideals. They were delusions, stupidity in the face of endless contrary evidence. And he didn't give in to nihilism. He embraced realism. Then there's Cindy Flash, a Minnesota leftist. She never got a chance to embrace reality. She went to Israel with her husband, the son of Holocaust survivors, something that might have clued her into the anti-Semitic fanaticism. And she was a fervent, for was a fervent advocate of Palestinian rights. Karen Flash said her mother had unwavering hope in humanity and had protested Israeli military action in Gaza. Whenever there's a military operation, she would always protest. Last weekend, that faith was not enough, and Flash and her husband were, were slaughtered. Then there's E.L. Waldman, another delusional leftist who employed Palestinians at his tech factory. They murdered his daughter anyway. And here's the thing about this. The secret to peace is not cozying up to the killers. It's a very simple thing. you gotta, you got to recognize you cannot live peacefully with people marinated in genocidal hatred. Matter and antimatter cannot coexist. And to the extent that the Palestinians have openly been calling for Jewish genocide for decades, well... There's already a war going on. The way And the way to win the war and make peace is to do what the Allies did to the Nazis and the Japanese. You have to destroy the ideology root and branch so real peace can take its place. In a parallel example, women are complicit in their destruction through so-called transgenderism. There was this piece in WAPO about Dylan Langford, a grotesque man who gets sexually excited by dressing as a woman, entering women's spaces, and uh, then doing the deed while the women watch. And in his case, the women's space was the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority at the University of Wyoming. And both KKT and the university went along with this perversion. And the girls did eventually sue. That was too little, too late, and the leftist judge denied them relief from this sexual abuse. They should have videotaped him doing it, published the footage, and then cleared out of the house, leaving Langford alone. It's hard to have a fetish going on when there's nobody else playing with you. And then every sorority girl in America should have joined in the protest. But they did it! Worldwide, women dive into pools and run around tracks or climb on bikes to race men and politely allow them into the bathroom and the locker room. The reality is that there are many more women than sexually deviant uh, men, and if the women would stop living up to the delusional ideal and embrace reality, this sick trend would end in a week or two. Now, like it or not, like it or not, we are now in a phase of a new consciousness. Now, depending on who you listen to, those guys that came over in the parasails, we got anywhere from five to 20,000 of the, those guys here in the United States. They're not all Hamas, but it doesn't matter. They're all Islamists. And 20,000 Islamists is a very disruptive force if it's introduced and it decides to go active. 
And we had better become cognizant of that fact. There is no reason for us to be caught off guard. If we're aware. And the only thing that the only thing that will happen that will make this a atrocity here in the United States will be because of delusional people. I've been telling everybody I know, you need to pack a kit and put it in your car and keep it with you everywhere you go. And when when you go into a building, if you can take the kit in there with you. If you go if you own your business, take your kit in there with you. And everybody's like, it's just so bad that it's like this now. Yes, it is. It's horrible that it's like this. Government has failed you. They're allowing this to happen. I don't even know why. What what, what are they hoping to get out of this? I'm not going to look to the government to solve this issue. The government caused it. This is a different time now. This is a different time than we've ever had in our in our nation's history that I'm aware of, where we have active an active component. In, 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 and we don't even know where they are. We've had this concentration of military-aged men come across the border because it's wide open, and we don't know where they are. They are the gotaways. Now, you can be like me and be prepared, and that's not being paranoid. It's just being prepared. It's in the same vein that I have jumper cables and toe strap and a ratchet strap and all these other things in my pickup truck but I also have a kit just in case I don't want to use my kit any more than I want to have to use the tow cables or the jumper cables because that means I got to get out and do something that's uncomfortable just like if I have to use the kit but if you don't have one if you go along with the thing you know we we vilified the police for a long time they are they're depleted we got you got to take care of 20 minutes you got to take care of the first 20 minutes and you better get it in your head. You had better come to this comprehension that this is a new day and it, it's not a particularly nice one. When we get back, even Chris Ray of the really good styled hair, he's seeing what's going on. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I, too, would like to be in a cartoon rock group. That would be splendid. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. It don't cost nothing. Now, on the uh, text line, I was being asked about my kit my kit is uh, my kit is based off of something called the aunt susie bag the aunt susie bag is what you would throw in your vehicle if you're going to go visit aunt susie and while you're there you have to fight you know all of a sudden you have to fight the zombie horde so it's not really a a bug out bag it's not even a get home bag as a matter of fact it's a very bare bones i have a the primary weapon which is a 300 blackout and I have that because with a 300 blackout, it's designed, one, to come out of a short barrel. Two, it's designed, because of the round design, if I have to shoot through my windshield, 
the shape is not going to deform. It's going to still go where I aimed it in the first place. And I've got about six mags for that. And I've got a pistol. And I've got a trauma kit and a knife and a flashlight. And some knee pads. Knee pads are very important. When you don't have any, any ligaments left in your knees, knee pads become really important. No cartilage. Very important to have knee pads. So, and that's what I got. That's something I can grab. I can sling it over my shoulder. I can grab the weapon. The weapon is not taken apart or the weapon is stowed goad ready to go it's got a round in the chamber on safe ready to go it's hot as they would say and all of this is because even the fbi which primarily right now their speciality has seemed to be uh you know going after pta parents and going after uh going after people that just happen to be in dc on january the 6th even they are beginning to see a spike in threats here domestically now, the thing about the way they're going to phrase this is going to be interesting to me because, uh, you know, they, they've said that we are all domestic terrorists. So now they're, are they going to, uh, are they going to, what are they going to do with this? How are they going to, how are they going to make this uh, a thing to where they can pin this on us? That's on us. That's what I want to know. He warned during a speech in California this past Saturday of a spike in domestic threats linked to Israel's war against Hamas militants. Remember this about Islamists. And I'm not just, I mean, it's not just Hamas, okay? Islamists are, they're not even looking for a reason. You know, we're going to talk about London after this because London is now Londonistan, right? The Islamists, if they can, they'll infiltrate you just by immigrating and just taking over. They'll just do that. You know, they're smart enough to know there's some things they can't fight. But they're not afraid of it. They don't care about becoming a martyr. And they are quite brutal when, they, when they're pressing that. But uh, Ray got out there and said, We remain committed to continue confronting these threats both here in the United States and overseas. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we have to be on the lookout, especially for the lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. And I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense of protecting your communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. But I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. Now, see, he had me there for a minute. <laughs> he had me there for just a minute. And then he had to get out there and say, so give us a buzz. Um, he's, uh, he continued, on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. Well, it's out to strike. They're not out there like setting up a, you know, an awning and everything and a table so everybody can have something to drink prior to they do it and putting up a, putting up a banner, terror attack coming. Terror attack coming Saturday, 9 a.m. They, they don't do that. So if you see something happening, it's in action. You don't, you're don't. you not going to have time to say, oh, I must call the FBI. You're not going to have time to do that. You're not going to have time to do that. At that point, you will either become a victim or you will become a reactive person. So... Right now, the FBI says they do not have specific and credible intelligence indicating a threat to the United States. Which, that's a lie. They, you know, they got out there. That, was, that, that came out October 9th. When, they, when the attacks were occurring. And uh, that was them 
I don't. That was them just lying to you. That was them just lying to you. Now this, what what has happened here? And and this is the thing I really I really just don't understand. Um, it's a little bit like trying to get out and infecting a bunch of hyenas with rabies, and then saying we're going to train them to walk on a leash. This type of an opponent is never going to be appeased. And this is one of those things where the left has created something that is working its way into this. You know, if, if it, 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 and I'm not even sure I'm going to say if, I'm going to say when this occurs in the United States. I don't know. I, and and the, the, the sad thing is, it's probably going to occur in a population center. It will be controlled by the Democrats and a lot of very innocent people, maybe innocent, deluded, but I don't care. A lot of innocent people are going to die. And if you want to see what that's going to do to that community, just take yourself back to the time during the Boston Marathon bombers when you had two guys on the run. And you had law enforcement basically locking everybody down and storming in everybody's house looking for them. And then when they found out where they were, they basically just shot everything they could possibly see. The, the sad thing is that this was all, this is an unforced error. We did not, all we have to do is lock our border up. Lock the border down. Lock the border down. Build the wall. Turn everybody back. Tell everybody no. Separate children. Make it a hell to come to the United States. Turn everybody back and then let's go. Get everybody and kick them out. And then we can sit back and try to figure out what's going on. And that means that, you know, there's going to be some things happen that a lot of people, a lot of the leftists are going to melt. They're going to melt down. AOC will stroke out. The entire squad, they're all going to be on IVs. We're not going to do that. We should be doing it. That's, it, it, that's what you do in the interest of self-preservation. But that's the thing. We don't seem to be interested in our own self-preservation. We're driving down a, we're driving down a hill with no brakes, spending money like we're drunk pirates. Uh, you know, we're allowing insane things to occur. Hey, Johnny, do you want to would you rather be Juanita? We got the craziest stuff happening right now. We got judges getting out there and saying, Well, of course, the fact that you burned down that house with everybody in the house, that means you're a victim of society. So therefore home arrest with credit for uh, time served uh, that you're on probation for five years. We wish you luck. And then they're out there. So all of these, all of these things where you get out there and you expected this to be some big event where we say WROL or SHTF, you know, those things have all happened. They just happened so slow that you just didn't notice it. Your government has failed you. It's a very, very simple thing. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a, an illustration of what happens when your government fails you. What co becomes of your community? Just so you know, we haven't gone this far yet, but hey, we're we're spreading that way. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. That sounds like that would be disturbed. Is that disturbed? No, that don't sound. Is that disturbed? Nah, it's breaking Benjamin. Oh.
<laughs> well, that, that, that explains why I don't understand it because I'm not a Breaking Benjamin fan. Hey, the GS Plumbing. No, well, I, you know, I just haven't heard that much of their stuff. I'm I'm into the stuff that speaks to me, that speaks to my inner anger. Because <laughs> I'm so complex. Anyway, GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Um, I'm half British. And I'm never going to England. I lived in Europe in West, what was then West Germany. And I, I loved it there and I would love to go back and I'm never going back. Because Europe squandered freedom. In 2006, Melanie Phillips published Londonsian. Or Londonisan. Uh, excuse me, I mispronounced that. How Britain is creating a terror state within. Which is what we're doing. And the book was immediately attacked as the anti-Muslim cognate to Mein Kampf. And all she was doing was pointing out that London was becoming the European home for people who openly insist on world domination. They want to exterminate Jewish people and forcibly convert everybody else or cut their heads off too. And that, by the way, was reporting. It was not maligning because it was just a statement of fact. So there's a difference between taking an absence of evidence to make the case that Jews control the world and pointing to the Islamist loudly voiced promises about violent jihad. But now if you look at London, well, it's sort of, you know, 17 years later. They just had what may have been the largest pro-genocide march in the history of the world since the Nuremberg rallies. And of course... People can march in a free country. But it was what they were marching for. And they were marching for the destruction of everybody that they dislike. In London, the uh, population of London that is Muslim is 16%. And on Twitter... What do we get this? This is from somebody named Amy Mech. Without firing a shot, British cities and boroughs have been conquered. In London, arm, armies of Muslims take to the streets to show their report for jihadis who slaughtered Israelis and are hunting Jews. Their future is an Islamic one. The total population is listed. And then she, she lists the population. In, uh, in London, they are threatening to arrest anyone who shows support for Hamas. But, you know, that's not... It turned a little bit violent, but it's not what it should be, right? It's not what it should be. Now, England, this this is happening in England and in other places in Europe, because while we were in Europe in the 80s and the 70s and all this other stuff, we were spending so much money, so much money, uh on their defense that they were able to cultivate their welfare states. Even in the 80s, they told us nobody was homeless, although there was homeless people all over the place. But there was a mechanism in place. The homeless people were actually drug addicts, and they, they knew that. They, they knew that. So in order to, they would just let them exist out in the cold. Now, while we were doing that, Eventually, what happens with everything like this is it eventually works its way around to where you got more people taking welfare than you do paying into welfare. 
So then they opened the borders and they said, we're looking for immigrants. So all of these Islamics became immigrants. You know, if you look at the top three countries everybody wants to go to, it's going to be the U.S., the U.K., and France. And in France, they have the same issue. And I guess to a certain degree, we are getting the same issue. Now, in London, their mayor is a guy named Sadiq Khan, who told everybody in London that one of the things you got to uh, you got to understand is that you might get knifed in a big city. And on Twitter, he put out, I remain gravely concerned about the developing events in Gaza. We urgently need humanitarian aid, including food, water, and medical supplies to reach those in need. Now, it's not just that Khan is Muslim that is a problem, because the prior mayor, the openly anti-Semitic red Ken Livingstone, would have agreed. So the problem is that the population now embraces the exact ideas that animated Hitler and the Nazis, and by the way, the left. London was the epitome of civilization you know, during the 17th, 18th, 19th centuries. And, you know, they they embraced colonialism and they didn't just intend to exploit the underdeveloped world's resources. They believed that they were spreading the, the, the high points of their civilization out there, the rule of law, biblical morals, and the idea of a pluralist society where people would live in some sort of harmony. But... They failed to export their values. And so with the advent of 20th century socialism, which is really designed to destroy the free world, these same countries have brought to England the 6th century Arab warlord mentality. It's still the same as it was then. I don't expect to see too much violence actually happen in, in England because there are just so many of them there. They don't have to... Who's going to get violent against them now? They would—I mean, it would have to be an all-out war against them. You think England's going to do that? You think France is going to do that? France has been a little more uh, proactive in trying to stop these things, but just like everything else about the left here in this in the last two three years since COVID, especially, they uh, have have decided that they've got to uh, take the mask off. And, and just go, you know, no, no more pretense about we're this, we're that, we're free, we're not, you know, that kind of stuff. All that stuff is over with. All that pretense is over with. Now it's all wide out there. It's all out in the open. So, now it's a problem. And it's going to be a big problem going forward. I was, I was, I've been nervous all weekend. I don't know why I was nervous all weekend. I went out and trained a little bit, went out and shot, uh, shot with a few different guns, shot with the uh, primary weapon of the kit and secondary weapon of the kit. And I've replenished, you know, cleaned everything up, put it back into running order. Um, and all of this, this, all the economic stuff, all of the, uh, all of the nonsensical, uh, you know, g- transgender stuff and, all, all of these, uh, let's let the criminals go free stuff. All of that is leftism. And it's all led us to the point where we are here. I didn't go to down, I didn't go to, I did not go to fall for Greenville because I was afraid something would happen there. I just don't like the crowds. 
But it makes me, it worries me to be in a crowd right now. It really does. There's going to be a bunch of refugees. What should we do with them? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming. Well, if I push the buttons, I'm streaming. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. I never push the buttons. Sometimes I, I'm going to do that at least once a show, I think. I, I've become consistent about that. And uh, the podcasts. Straight Talk, Lock and Load, and Gun Owners News Hour, all available on the free Odyssey app. Now then, right now, Israel has plans to wipe out Hamas. And they've told the Gazans to get out of Gaza City. And the leftists here are already making big plans to have these displaced residents come over here to the U.S. and make their home here. I hope they go to New York City. <laughs> According to the New York Post, experts predict a million refugees might flee the Gaza Strip amid the war between Israel and Hamas, and socialist and far-left lawmakers said America should welcome them here. 50% of the population in Gaza are children. The international community, as well as the United States, should be prepared to welcome refugees from Palestine while being very careful to vet and not allow members of Hamas, said Representative Jamal. That's not a, a fire alarm, Bowman. A New York member of the Socialist Democratic Squad remains under investigation for pulling a firearm. So, you know, they want to hand out refugee status to the world's premier democracy and most developed country to every Stone Age ethnic hatred parsing fist waver or mom of terrorists as a reward for hating and killing Jews in Israel. You kill a Jew, you get a green card. And a creature like the the resident, Joe Biden, who's already left our border wide open, he's probably going to go along with it if the Republicans cannot manage to block this bad idea. And they are trying. I don't understand how, because otherwise they're in disarray. I, I, I don't think they want a speaker in the House. I, I don't. There's, there's some Republicans openly colluding with the the Democrats, you know, sitting down with Hakeem Jeffries and saying, you know, I don't like Jordan as the, uh, I don't like him as a speaker. What can we do? But I digress. What's obnoxious is taking in refugees from a culture that is inundated with this kind of hatred. That's a surefire way of importing a lot more of it here. We've already got lots of, listen, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. You understand that, right? That's like saying that you're a Greenvillian. You're not a race. You're not, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, Palestine is a, is a uh, form of the word Philistine. And that was bestowed by the British. So there's no Palestinians. It's like there's no transgenders. It's another, it's another semantic Another semantic distraction for you. So there's no such thing as a Palestinian-American. But 
We got plenty of those guys that aren't Palestinian Americans walking around chanting Intifada and kill the Jews in large numbers across many cities. You think there's any nice ones? Not likely. Because do you know why Hamas is in charge of the Gaza? Because they were elected. They were elected to government. They run Gaza. And where's, you know, have there been any Gazan protests against Hamas and their 9-11 style sneak of terrorist attack? I did see some Gazan spitting on the body of an unconscious or dead woman with broken legs with her top ripped off, tossed in the back of a pickup truck so she could be publicly spat upon. They were twirling with happiness in the streets when that little float was coming by. Not even going to touch the kidnapped people, the hostage murder, the family slaughtered, the gruesome murders of babies, and does it matter if it's babies and all the other atrocities that get them dancing in Gaza? They don't deserve to be in America. And the United Nations, I'm sure, will pursue putting them here. And once in the States, complete with a U.S. passport, it won't be much trouble for them to make their way back into Israel and resume their terrorist activities, this time from the inside, because there won't be any Gaza walls or tunnels to worry about. And what about our vetting process? Did we vet the Afghan refugees as the Biden administration assured that we, they would be vetted? That didn't happen. And on the open border, they don't vet. They just pass by. And Egypt and Jordan is saying, we don't want you. See, Egypt has signed a peace agreement with, uh, with Israel, and they're holding to it. And they don't want the Gazans. They're afraid that Israel will push a bunch of them over the frontier into the Sinai Desert. <clears throat> Jordan, uh, Jordanian King Abdullah II warned Secretary of State Tony Blinken that uh, any Israeli attempt to forcibly displace would not be looked upon as a nice thing. So where are those guys going to go? Well, I don't know. One thing's for certain. We are sitting ducks. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.